Welcome to another inspirational message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure that many, if not all of us, have heard uh, reference to Psalm 23, heard it quoted many, many times in our lives. And I think um, one of the dangers is that our familiarity with the words can actually cause us to miss um, something of, of, of the power of the truth that's contained within these words. Though the images utilised within the psalm come from a time and a culture um, very, very different to our own, they still speak with incredible power to our contemporary context because they point us to God himself and what it looks like for us to live a life with our trust and our confidence based firmly in him. Throughout the psalm, there are two real key elements um, that are specifically um, focused on with reference to God. Firstly, there's his provision for his people, and then there's his protection for his people. So it's these two elements that fill the psalmist and have the potential to likewise fill us with an incredible degree of, of confidence and peace as we face um, the current situation, but as we face whatever the future may bring along our paths as well. Um, I'm sure that many of us recognise that Psalm 23 belongs to a specific genre or, or style of writing within scripture. Not all scripture is the same, and when we come to the Psalms, we're dealing with Hebrew poetry. So we ought to expect that as we read Psalm 23 and indeed the other Psalms, that we'll come across some of the real key um, figures of speech that are often utilised within poetry to, to graphically and creatively depict and portray elements of truth. Psalm 23 is often referred to as a psalm of trust, again, for obvious reasons, because our attention is, uh, is, is steered towards God himself and the sense of peace that we can know as we place our trust not in ourselves, not in anything or anyone else, but in God himself. We know that Psalm 23 begins with an incredibly powerful uh, metaphor that would have been rich in meaning for the Israelite people living as they did and, and in an agrarian society, i.e. where farming um, was far more common than for many of us urban dwellers today. The interpreter's Bible points out that the loyalty and devotion of the shepherd to his sheep was a matter of common knowledge in the ancient Near Eastern world. Bible commentators Packer and Tenney, they likewise explain that a good shepherd cared deeply for their sheep. They not only knew how many were in their flock, but they could call them all by name. The sheep in turn recognised the voice of their shepherd. So again, for the psalmist to refer to God as the shepherd, it immediately uh, connects God with these concepts of loyalty and devotion, as well as protection, guidance and provision. It's those ideas that progressively kind of unfold um, and sharpen in their focus as we continue through the verses of Psalm 23. And these ideas set the God of Israel in stark contrast to the gods of the surrounding nations in the ancient Near Eastern world. Pastor Nu shared last week about how the Good Shepherd uh, will guide the sheep in order to meet their needs. Um, the quiet waters suggest an untroubled pool where the sheep are safe to rest and quench their thirst. The refreshing of the soul refers to the meeting of the deepest needs at the core of a person's being. 
And this idea of guidance is further qualified through understanding that the shepherd is also guiding the sheep for his own purposes that are higher than simply meeting the needs of his sheep. He leads us in paths of righteousness, the psalmist says, for his name's sake. We live not for ourselves, we live for the glory of God, the one who has so graciously and lovingly reached out to each of us in Jesus Christ to draw us to himself, to make it possible for us to not only be part of his family, but to be a part of his ongoing purposes here on planet Earth. We live for his glory and we live for his namesake. The words that I want to particularly zero in on today are these from verse 4. The New International Version puts it in these terms. It says, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now there's a real depth to this phrase, the darkest valley. Uh, An often preferred alternative translation is the the valley of the shadow of death. It's used in uh, in the NIV, the NASB, the NKJV, different versions. Uh, Also incidentally used by early 90s rapper Coolio in his chart-topping hit Gangster's Paradise. Some of you 90s kids will know that, right? Gangster's Paradise, you know, Coolio. He started off with, as I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my... I'm not going to give you a whole early 90s rap song. Um, And trust me, Coolio tended to deviate from biblical truth after that first line. But one thing you know that's quite fascinating to do, and that I like to do in my own devotional reading of scripture, is to uh, compare and contrast different translations of the same verse or verses to try and just um, shed new light on, um, on some of the words or the meaning of the verse as a whole. The New Living Translation puts verse 4 like this, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. The voice translation says this, Even in the unending shadows of death's darkness, I'm not overcome by fear, because you are with me in those dark moments. The message translation says that even when the way goes through death valley, I'm not afraid when you walk at my side. So again, different translations attempting to capture the exact same original meaning from the Hebrew language, but phrase it slightly differently. And there can be real gold in just comparing and contrasting and saying, Holy Spirit, what is it that you're drawing my attention to particularly within these words or phrases? The darkest valley, if we um, expand on the shepherd and sheep uh, metaphor from the psalm, The dark valley indicates an extremely precarious situation for a sheep to find itself in. Dark valleys were known to be places where beasts and robbers would lie and wait for their prey. And this particular phrase in the Hebrew language is actually used 17 times throughout the entire Old Testament, with over half of those occurrences coming in one particular book, the book of Job. Now, that in itself speaks volumes. If you, if you don't know anything of the book of Job in the Old Testament, let me just say this. That as a book, it's all about the depths of suffering. The darkest valley as a phrase subsequently became in Hebrew literature something of a code phrase to describe life at its worst, its hardest, and its most tragic. 
How amazing, therefore, that David is able to say that even in those times when life is at its worst, its hardest, and its most tragic, I will fear no evil, for God is with me. You know, I... um. I remember back when, when Bron, my wife and I, when we were walking through the dark valley of, of infertility for seven years before, um, before our boys came on the scene. You know, for us, that was seven years of, of hoping and praying and believing. It was seven years of disappointment, of frustration, of anger, of loss, of grief, of doubt. The, the valley walls, if you like, they seemed so high and it just felt like we were stumbling along in darkness, not knowing how long the journey was going to extend for, not knowing if there even was light at the end of that valley, not knowing what God was doing, not knowing what we should be doing. You know, the, the valley times in our lives are incredibly difficult to journey through. But you know, for us, some of the most profoundly significant times of encouragement flowed through um, our friendships within the church community, most notably our small group at the time. You know, as we, we heard from other people who hadn't necessarily walked through the exact same valley that we were walking through, but as they shared encouragement based on the, how the Good Shepherd had been so faithful to them as they'd walked through different valleys, that was such a wonderful encouragement to us to keep going and to keep trusting, to just keep putting one foot in front of the other, to keep looking to the one, the Shepherd, who has promised to be with us in the valley times, even though and especially as we struggled to see evidence of His presence. But you know, I'm sure we can all relate to this idea that when someone who has really been through the ringer and has come out the other side shares with us and encourages us of what they have learned through that journey, those words carry an incredible weight because they're not just theoretical words. They, they are couched and framed in an often painful reality. And so for us, we were encouraged to keep going as others shared with us how faithful God had been in different valleys. We grabbed a hold of that and said, God, though that's different, and though we still don't know what you're doing, we want to trust and believe again that as we keep walking through this dark valley, that we can put our trust in you and that we can know that you are with us, that you are for us and not against us, and that somehow... Somehow, God, you're weaving all this together according to your good purposes in our lives. Pastor and author Mark Tabb, he writes these profound words in his commentary on Psalm 23. He says this, and I'll quote from him because it's just beautiful and brilliant. He says, if anyone else had penned these words, we would immediately dismiss them as the musings of someone whose feet had never hit the valley floor. But David's life was marred by darkness and tragedy. He endured the deaths of three children. Many times his own life was in danger. Even after he became king, he once had to flee Jerusalem to save his own skin. He knew the valley of the shadow of death. And the truth he discovered there gives the rest of us strength to press on to the other side. David had sure been through some stuff in his life. You know, we read about him elsewhere in scripture. He certainly wasn't a figure of power or influence who had lived his whole life with everything served up to him. 
He certainly wasn't sheltered from the often harsh realities of life. He'd been through a serious amount of stuff. And he'd learnt some key things about God through those experiences. So David, when he sat down to pen what we now know as Psalm 23, what he was really doing was reflecting on a lot of his own journey. And he was testifying to the faithfulness and the goodness of God. It was David. This is me trying to paraphrase David. He was saying, hey, can I share with you how God has been so faithful in my life, especially through some incredibly dark valleys? God was with me in the valley of betrayal. He was with me in the valley of bereavement. He was with me in the valley of persecution. He was with me in the valley of hopelessness and depression. He was with me in the valley of the fallout of my own bad choices. And can I say with confidence that no matter what I may face in the future, as I move forward, I will fear no evil because what I have learnt is that he is with me and his comfort and his peace is so real that I know I can put my trust in him and that I will not be put to shame. David wrote Psalm 23 with the intent of encouraging others just like you and me. To live with a confidence that our lives are under the oversight of God himself, the great shepherd of our souls. David would want us to know that there is no threat that can overcome the simultaneously tender and strong oversight of the good shepherd. You know, I want to encourage you today. Wherever you're at, especially as we're in again another lockdown, another season of just having to respond to things that are beyond our control. If you're doing okay with it, that's great. But if you're struggling, I want to encourage you to draw strength and confidence from the words of Psalm 23 again. That as we walk through what may be a valley for many of us right now, that we need not fear evil. We need not fear that we will be worse off. No matter how real the challenges are for us right now, there is a comfort and there is a sense of peace and joy that we can know because God is not just for us, but he is with us walking every step of the journey. The New Testament declares that there is nothing in all creation that can separate us from God's love. Nothing that can separate us from his presence when we have pledged our allegiance and our lives to him through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul wrote incredible words in the book of Romans. He he asked the question, you know, shall, shall trouble, shall persecution, shall hardship, shall anything separate us from God's love? And he says, no, I've become convinced that there is nothing in all creation, including lockdowns, including worldwide pandemics, including uncertainty over our jobs, our finances and our family. There is nothing that can ever separate us from God's love. He is for you. He is with you, and my prayer is that these words would have a great comfort for you today. You know, just before we conclude this morning, I'd love to provide an opportunity for anyone watching who's never made a personal decision to accept Jesus Christ as your own personal saviour and allow him to step into that role of being your shepherd. I'd love to give you an opportunity to take that incredible step today. The Bible says that all of us, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. But Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said these words. He said, I am the good shepherd, 
and I lay down my life for my sheep. My heart is that you would know him personally because the heart of Jesus, the good shepherd, is that we would all know him not as a theory or as an idea, but as a person who is very much alive and real and passionate about knowing that he, about us knowing that he is with us every step of the journey. He doesn't intend that we know rules or religion. He wants us to know that in growing in relationship with him, that we can know that same sense of peace and confidence and security that David wrote about all those thousands of years ago in what we know as Psalm 23. The journey all begins with a real simple prayer of inviting him to come and be your shepherd. If you want to join me in making that decision, maybe for the first time or as a means of recommitment this morning, why don't you just bow your heads and close your eyes in this moment right now, wherever you are in your home, in your bubble right now. And with a real authenticity, just echo these words in your own heart or say them out loud if you want to this morning. It's just saying, God, today I surrender my life to you. I know that I've sinned, but I believe that Jesus, you died in my place. So I turn from my old life and I turn to you. I invite you to come and be the Lord of my life, the good shepherd over my life. Make me brand new today. I'm choosing from this day forward to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Can I say to you today that if you've prayed that prayer for the very first time, that is such a bold and exciting thing that you've done. And for us as a church community, we'd love to journey with you and support you moving forward from this point. We'd so appreciate it if you could reach out and make contact with us. You can either... Um, comment here on Facebook or on YouTube, or again, send us a direct message via one of our Facebook pages, or you can go to our website, www.elamchristchurch.org. You can go to the contact section there, send us an email, and please let us know that you have responded today to the Good Shepherd, and you'd love to journey with us moving forward. It would be a privilege for us to support you in that journey. But church, friends and family, whoever you are, wherever you are watching and tuning in today, can I just conclude by praying a prayer of benediction over us all in both Te Reo Māori and in English. This is a prayer that reflects so much of what we've drawn out of Psalm 23 today, knowing the peace and the joy in the presence of God, no matter what circumstances we may be journeying through, even in the darkest of valleys, we can know that God is with us and he promises comfort. He promises provision and rest and guidance for us. We are his sheep. He is our shepherd. We place our lives in his hands. Why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes one final time and let me pray this prayer over us all as a community today. Kia koa koutou. Kia tino tika. Kia marie tinako. Kia kotahi te whakaro, kia mau te rongo, tērā te atua o te aruha, o te maunga rongo, e noho kia koutou. Rejoice, hold fast to the right. May your hearts be peaceful, may your thoughts be one, may peace be established. The one who is the God of love 
and of peace dwell among you. This is my prayer for you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Good Shepherd. Amen. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.